Did you know that it's possible to raise your littles to want to listen to you without the use of consequences, rewards, and bribes? Hi, I'm Kaylee Zeyer, and this is the Chaos to Connected podcast, where we discuss simple yet effective parenting strategies to manage those pesky behaviors we go to bed at night hoping will be gone tomorrow. We're going to stand up to societal norms of disconnection, shaming, and punishments so we can take a deeper look into our child's heart. It's there you'll find connection, and there where you'll find more peace, obedience, respect, and joy. So what are you waiting for? We know those behaviors aren't going to go away on their own. Let's dive in. Hey there, and welcome to the Chaos to Connected podcast. I'm so grateful to have you here. Um, so if you don't follow me on Instagram, you probably don't know this, but I am going to go from two episodes a week to one episode a week. I have a lot of things that I'm working on for you as resources. And in this season of motherhood, I don't have a lot of time, um, which I'm sure you can relate to. I'm home with my kids. I take care of my grandparents and my oldest or my youngest is almost three. So I'm not sure how much longer he will be taking a nap, but it is getting shorter. And so I just want to continue to bring you value, but also recognize the time and space that I have to do those things. And so just in case you find yourself wondering what's going on, that is, that's this, that, and maybe someday I'll have the capacity to increase back up. But today I wanted to address, um, something I got in one of my Instagram question boxes. So I had just asked for people to share, you know, whatever behavior they're struggling with or questions that they have. And this is one that I wanted to address because I hear it a lot. And that is, this person said, meltdowns, as soon as something doesn't go his way, it can be the littlest thing. And so there are two things that I want you to remember. The first is that our child's brain, the part that um, does regulating, problem solving, all of those higher level cognitive skills is not fully developed and it won't be until like mid 20s but they're the part of the brain that recognizes safety and that stress response whether they should fight flight or freeze is and so when they feel disconnected when they feel dysregulated or triggered they are going into that fight flight or freeze response And so I'm going to talk a little bit more um, in just a minute about what to do in this situation, but reminding yourself that your child's brain is not fully developed can help you with the perspective that it's not necessarily about this thing. There's more going on here. The second thing is that kids use opportunities to let off stored up hurts when they are triggered. So if you think about for yourself, I think it's always easier when we think about our own instances because we can actually put our minds there. And that is, let's say you had a stressful day, whether you're at work or at home with the kids, and maybe you got a message or you know a call or something that kind of bothered you. And maybe you were supposed to go out to dinner and somebody canceled and just all these little things built up throughout the day. And then... Maybe your husband comes home and he says something and you just kind of, because you're already stressed, you lose it a little bit. Like you take it in a way that he didn't mean it or you're more sensitive to it because you've already had all these little instances along the way that you have been storing up throughout the day and maybe maybe longer than the day. 
And this one little thing by itself would probably not make you so upset otherwise. But with all of these other little hurts along the way, it now becomes the trigger to release all the feelings that you have had that you have been containing from all of these things that have happened to you. And that's the same thing that happens for our kids. If your child has had to have lots of procedures or doctor's visits or separating to go to daycare or even family members' houses, maybe they're playing with other kids even with you there and a kid took a toy away or something. Like these can all be little hurts we might not necessarily recognize because to us from our perspective, it's not a big deal. But to them, it can be a big deal. And so they are using these opportunities when things aren't going the way that they want, or you're saying no to something, or you give them something that maybe they even said they wanted, and then they're using that opportunity to release everything that is stuck. And that is a good process that they have. It's something that we as adults have often kind of gone against for long periods of time. And so a lot of times we're not able to do that anymore because we have spent so much time keeping our feelings in, thinking it's not okay to cry and all this stuff. But our kids still have this ability and so we do want to encourage it while it can be intense. Trust me, I know my morning this morning was actually filled with both of my kids crying and screaming for different reasons. Um, And so with that, I just want to let you know that this is normal. I think society will often tell us it's not, um, but it's just, it is. When you actually know about child development and what is going on and paying attention to what's happening with our kids versus just expecting them to behave in a certain way, it is normal. Um, And so I wanted to share just a few things. If you're like, okay, but what do I actually do about it? Now I know this is normal. I know maybe I can shift my perspective and it'll help me stay calm, but what do I actually do? Three things. Remember that it's usually not about the thing. So if your child got upset because you gave them the wrong cup or because you played with a toy wrong while you were playing with them, it's not actually usually about that thing. It's about, like I mentioned before when I talked about the example with you as the adult, it's about all those other little things that have built up. And now, you know, this little slight thing that they didn't like or didn't choose or didn't want is creating that catalyst. So it's not usually about whatever the thing is that you can actually see causing the crying. It's usually much deeper than that. If at all possible, let them work all the way through. So sometimes people will say, oh yeah, I do that. But really, I'm going to challenge you because I think most of the time that's not true. I'm going to link a podcast episode below because I think it's really helpful and goes much more into detail. But there are three ways that are very common that we actually move our child out of processing their feelings without actually thinking that's what we're doing and thinking that we're actually supporting the feelings. So I'm going to link that below. But I will just say, instead of distracting away, instead of like, oh, here, you can have this other cup or, okay, well, how do you want me to play then? Or um, trying to reason or problem solve their feelings away. So for example, if your child gets upset because they can't have you know, a piece of cake or the sucker or whatever. And you say, well, you can have it after dinner and they have big feelings about it. Again, remember, it's probably not about that thing, but trying to say, well, you're going to have it after supper isn't going to help them because once they transition into that triggered response, that fight, flight, or freeze, where they're just screaming and letting it out, 
they can't take in your information. That part of the brain that is there for reasoning and judgment and all of that is actually inaccessible to them. It's the same thing for us when we get so frustrated, we probably aren't thinking as logically, which is why people might hit a wall or another person, or maybe you, you know, send that angry text and later you're like, mm, shouldn't have done that. Or maybe you say something to your husband or a family member and later you regret it. It's because our brain isn't thinking logically. That part of the brain is inaccessible when we are that triggered and we go into that automatic fight, flight, or freeze response. So just letting them work through it. And what this usually looks like is sitting with them. You know, I usually try to get at eye level or lower because when we are standing above them and they're like on the floor crying, that has this really big dynamic of control. Like I am in control of you. Obviously we are, but when they're so upset, it's really good to just, if we can get on their level, it brings more of that um, understanding and like softness to the situation So often if they're laying on the floor, I will try to sit down on the floor somewhat in the vicinity and just let them cry. There's nothing wrong with supporting them, which means sitting with them, being empathetic and understanding that they have big feelings and it's okay for them to have big feelings and letting them happen. Um, It's actually shown in, I think I've mentioned it in another um, episode that there was a study done this is more newborn babies but i would foresee it happening for all of us even as adults and that is when an infant was crying alone versus an infant who is crying with the support of a caregiver holding them or being next to them they actually found cortisol in the tears of this child who was supported through their crying which is a stress hormone if you don't know what that is and so when we can actually be present and calm and understanding even though we think like this is silly, then our child can actually release the stress that is occurring, the hurts that they're holding onto and get rid of them. And when we can let them do this until they finish and move on, then it's not going to continue to keep coming up. If you try to distract away, it will continue to happen. So say you give them the wrong cup at breakfast and they cry for a little bit and you distract them away by getting them something else they want. Now, maybe you go and pick out their clothes and they didn't want that shirt or it doesn't feel comfortable and instead of just telling you they have a big fit about it it's because they weren't able to work through all of those hurt feelings and they're still sitting there on the surface so if you can just let them work through it yes it might be more intense and hard in the moment but overall your day is going to go much more smooth because they've had the opportunity to get that off their chest and then the third thing is modeling and just trying to stay calm yourself what happens when our kids are this young and that part of the brain that's not developed to help them regulate and to help that stress response the way that they do it until that is the case is they co-regulate with us which means that they do what you do so if you amp up and you get frustrated guess what's going to happen they are too if you can come with calm and quiet and gentleness eventually that will happen for them too and a really good measure of this is thinking about you know if especially if your kids like if you have more than one kid and they have siblings or if you watch their peer interactions if something bothers them you might notice them start to yell 
or say something that you would say. And it's because they're learning through your modeling what to do when they get triggered. And so the more you can stay calm and quiet and soft and gentle, that now that doesn't mean like you're passive or anything, but I think it's really important to understand that our kids are going to learn how to regulate from what we do. And that's why so often you might say as an adult, as a parent, oh, I sound just like my mom or just like my dad. Because you do. Because you have been patterned your entire life to do what they do. And unless you consciously bring that to the forefront of your mind, you will continue that pattern and your child will say the same thing. So if there's something that you want to change about it, you have to consciously be thinking in the moment, my child is amped up. I need to bring them down. They are going to calm down by having me as a calm presence. And so really just doing whatever you can to try to stay calm in those moments. And if you need to step away and come back, that's fine. Just say, you know what, I'm going to get a drink of water quick and I'll be right back. And just take a few deep breaths or listen to a pump up song or something. Um, I have episodes on triggers. I have a free resource on triggers and how you can start to learn to manage your own because oftentimes what happens is when our kids have these big feelings is it triggers us into a response because that's what happened with us. When we had big feelings, it triggered our parents into a response. And so we are repeating these patterns over and over again. And if we want to stop that pattern, if you're having struggles with it, you have to resolve your own triggers so that you can do that. So if you have any questions about that or need some help, definitely look at those resources. They will be in the show notes or reach out to me either via email, Instagram, Facebook, whatever you use. And I would be happy to chat some behavior strategy with you. I hope this was helpful. If you have any specific questions or situations that you want to address, send them to me and I would love to add them as a podcast episode as well. All right. Have a good weekend. Real quick before you go, if you felt encouraged and inspired by listening to this show, I'd love for you to leave a rating or review over at Apple Podcasts so we can spread the word to help other mamas feel less alone and find beauty in the behaviors. You can also take a screenshot of this episode, share it over on your Instagram stories and tag me at Kaylee Josire and we'll all do a little happy dance together. I love nothing more than to cheer you on along this journey. This work is so hard, but don't forget God has not only called you to it, but he has equipped you for it. Now go get connected. I'll see you next week.